Hi, I'm Dr. Kyla, paediatric dietitian, fussy eating specialist, and mum of two. I'm the founder of the online Mealtimes memberships that help parents just like you experience a confident and guilt-free way of feeding children. I'm also a business owner, a hot cross bun lover, and my superpower is finding things that you cannot live without. In this podcast, I'm talking about feeding your family, along with a random selection of topics that tickle my fancy. Welcome to Mealtimes with Dr. Kyla. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, If you are new here, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Today I'm doing a solo episode where I'm doing a bit of a reflection on the year that was 2023. And this year I have actually started thinking about this in December rather than like in June the next year, which is kind of how I usually (laughs) do reflections and goal setting. Um, But what I've done this year is asked myself a like three questions uh, about 2023 and it's been really useful for me to look back on and think about and so I thought I would share it with you um, as something you could do if you wanted to or you can just listen to me. I have listened to a lot of people's reflections over the years on a podcast and I find it really helpful to just think about the things that might be in my life as well So I will share mine with you. So the three questions are, what happened this year? So legitimately, like, what are some of the things that went on? Where did you go? What did you do? What happened with work or school or life or daycare or whatever it is? Then the next question is, what did you learn from it? Which sounds very evolved, but like looking back on that time, you might not have necessarily learned anything at the time, but looking back on it with hindsight, what do you notice? And then what do you want for next year? And I don't really subscribe to the idea that you have to have, you know, strong goals for each year. I try to set goals for my business. Um, I try to have kind of intentions for me. Um, but last year, like, well, earlier this year, I made some goals for 2023. And one of them was buy a new sports bra. And I still have not done that. So, I certainly don't think you need to hold yourself to these things. I just find it a really interesting exercise. So what happened this year? What did you learn from it? And what do you want for next year? So what do you want to continue for next year? Or what do you want to change? So I'll give you some examples of things that I have been reflecting on. So my oldest daughter started full-time school um, this year. So she went five days a week uh, to pre-primary. And last year she'd been doing kind of five days a fortnight at kindy. And that um, was a real challenge for us because we had never had to get out of the house on time every day, repeatedly. <laughs> that was a real challenge in those first few months. At, well, I mean, the whole year. Like we were still at the very end of the year struggling to get in the car or on the bike or walk at the right time. But I did learn some interesting things about this. So I decided um, kind of halfway through the year that I really wanted to make time to walk or ride to school um, with the kids. And in kind of the cooler weather, we could walk and scoot. Um, But as it started to get hotter, that was not feasible. And so I asked for a bike for my birthday and we have now been riding to school uh, most days, which has been like really nice. I have a bike seat on the back for Clee and then Elsie will ride her own bike and having that time to kind of transition into school and then out of school instead of kind of quickly in the car rushing over has made a big difference I think to 
um, settling into the classroom. But I also think going every day has actually made life easier for my kids because the expectation, particularly for Elsie, is that um, we get up and we go to school on most days. And so it's not like, is it a school day or is it not a school day? Only in the last couple of months, I think, have we got a reasonable morning routine that has helped. Definitely hasn't. Like, I don't want to be rushing. I don't want to be every morning yelling at the girls like, come on, come on, we need to close on, shoes on, sunscreen on, get in the car, which like it definitely does happen. But I wanted to not be like stressed and frazzled by the time we got to school because I feel like particularly for my oldest who is quite sensitive, like that never sets her up for a positive day. And so I've tried to be, you know, we have plenty of time, we have hours before school starts from when we get up. But it always seems that in the last you know, 10 minutes or so, we are scrambling with all of the things. And I'm just as responsible. Like I will get distracted by all sorts of things that I'm pottering about with in the morning. So one of the things we have had recently is um, a clearer expectation of what will happen based on the time. Um, And I never used to like using TV in the morning, although this is something that has become part of our morning routine. And I don't actually hate it. So what we do is from when you get up until seven o'clock, there is a quiet time rule. So you can only do things that do not involve me, um, do not involve loud playing or, you know, anything. And usually it's kind of coloring, jewels, you know, little things that you can do. You can play in the playroom quietly, but it's not something where you get to kind of continue with me. And then if, I mean, that goes till seven and then seven till 7.30, we have TV time. So it's really great because it's like when it goes to 7.00, they know that they're allowed to watch TV together. And then at 7.30, and that is my prompt to be like, at seven o'clock, I must have all the breakfast stuff kind of sorted so that we can sit down and eat at 7.30. We, as soon as that kind of TV finishes and then we go straight into, because I can't get my kids ready before breakfast. They are literally covered in food, like particularly clay. It just, we cannot. So we have half an hour of that. Everyone kind of then comes to brekkie, 15 minutes or so for brekkie. And then we go straight into clothes, sunscreen, brush teeth, anything, all the jobs, packing, like getting the lunchbox. And I do the lunchboxes the night before, so I don't have that time in the morning. And then ideally by 8.20, so we have like 35 minutes to do that. At 8.20, we play a game um, and it's usually, what's the time, Mr. Wolf, or red light, green light in the hallway where someone stands at the front, the others stand at the back. This is actually something that I used to play with my dad on the days that he would drop us off uh, to school. And I loved it and my kids love it. So someone stands at the front, they say green light and you have to kind of creep up on them. When they say red light and turn around, they have to try and catch you moving. And so it gives us this like motivation point to be ready for school, but not motivation in like watching TV just before school, which is something I didn't want to happen. Um, And so then ideally we get on the bike at 8.30 and we are um, riding to school ready for starting it. Like I think doors open at 8.40 and then the bell goes at 8.55. So we have kind of a bit of flexibility. And having that clear expectation of timing has actually 
really helps us, especially now that my oldest can tell the time. So that's something that I actually want to continue next year when we are back on this full-time school wagon. So that's number one. What did I learn? I learned that we needed the routine. Second thing that happened for us um, this year was that Cleo uh, started in a new daycare room in the toddler room and the transition from baby room to toddler room was incredibly hard for her and for me the drop-offs were really tough like really emotional for I mean still now but like really hard for probably six months and I remember having a consult with Mandy which then I turned into an Instagram live because I was like so many people are going through this But when you are deep in it with your own child, all you notice is the other kids at daycare who just get, you know, who just wave to their parents when they walk out and aren't like clinging to their shirt and screaming and crying and, you know, hiccuping with sadness. (laughs) And one of the things that Mandy really helped me, Mandy from Raised Toddlers, really helped me go back and listen to her in episode two, if you haven't already, really helped me with was this, this confident assurance from me that I am confident that I'm leaving her her in safe hands. I am confident in my handing over of her, but also that I'm building a really strong relationship with the childcare educators. So I made a real effort to chat to, to build a relationship with, to find kind of commonalities with the girls who would be caring for her so that I, I really trusted them and could project that to my child but also that we could have this nice relationship like when I was handing her over that she really sensed from me um, a calmness about giving her to somebody else and then the thing that we said all the time is mummy always comes back and it's really cool to hear her repeat that in play or you know if I go out for dinner that she'll say something like mummy always comes back She's usually still hanging onto my pants and, you know, crying. But we've built this real confidence in me to trust that she will be okay and she can lean into that. She's allowed to be upset. She's allowed to be really sad about being separated from me. That's a sign of, you know, healthy attachment. But I will still follow through with it. And there are times like where I thought it's not even worth sending in a daycare. Like maybe I could, you know, get a nanny. (laughs) It would just cost so much money. But Yeah, I feel like I really found my groove and I feel like I really had to not run scenarios in my head like what if she doesn't, you know, settle? What if she does get really upset today? What if she starts pleading with me in the car? You know, because all of those things actually amped up the situation rather than, you know, helping me have a plan. I just needed to be really confident that I was going to hand her over with kindness, with confidence in the girls that I was leaving her with and then trust that I would reconnect with her when I picked her up. So I feel like that took a lot of emotional energy, perhaps more than I realized at the time. Yeah, I I think my lesson from that was I needed to make a conscious choice, follow through with it, know that it was going to be hard, know that I would have big feelings, she would have big feelings, but that everybody was okay and that confidence in that really did change our experience. She is still very clingy and does not want to go to daycare most days, but there have been glimmers within that where I have been able to just sit her on the mat while everyone is singing or I have been able to pass her off to one of her favourite carers and 
it has been like I imagine it is for lots of other families, you know, easier. So there is um, light. Having said that, she will transition to the bigger room next year and I'm already treading that. But confidence, I've got this. What else happened this year? So my husband um, started a new role this year that was a higher level but supposed to be less travel. And unfortunately, due to the structure of the company, it ended up being more travel because they lost a lot of staff and he was required to cover a lot more. And that was really hard. So he's not a FIFO worker, like a fly-in, fly-out. He doesn't have off time, but he just had to travel so much more during the week. He was away, I mean, in the last four months, almost every week during the week for at least, you know, between two and five nights away. And I think I could handle the parenting, having a six-year-old and a two-year-old. I feel like our evenings are more straightforward now than when we were in very different routines around, you know, baby land. Like everyone goes to bed at the same time. Everybody listens to the story that I read at the same time. Um, We have just got into a habit of reading some chapter books. So I will sit between the girls' rooms and read. And I'm not sure that Claire understands it, but she enjoys listening to my voice as I'm talking. Um, And Elsie is very deep into the story. So we've been reading uh, The Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blyton. We've read The Twins at St. Clair's, which was a favourite of mine also by Enid Blyton. And now we're reading The Galliano Circus by Enid Blyton. Um, So there's a strong theme (laughs) there. So that stuff was okay. But what I have realized is just how little time my husband and I have seen each other in a nice way because when he gets home I can be uh, somewhat resentful if he doesn't step back into you know um, family life and pick up a lot of the slack I feel quite frustrated easily if he's tired from his business work and I am tired because I'm also doing business work and running the household and caring for the children, but I'm also not very good at communicating what stepping up would look like for me. Do you know what I need if he's been away? So I have not learned this lesson yet, nor has he. He is absolutely an equal part in this. But I think it's made it clear to me that if you don't tend to the garden, you know, if you don't water it, you don't look after you don't have enough time together, it gets really hard. And it made me think about next year. Like I would like us to spend more intentional time together. And even when he gets home, we fall into a habit of like, you know, he's watching something on TV or I'm reading a book, but it's not even shared time. And so that is something that I would really like to change next year. And we've asked for a couple of gift vouchers to restaurants for Christmas so that we could prioritise, you know, having a date night or even just ordering in or making something after the kids have gone to get to bed that is just about us is something that I really want to take forward. So I haven't learnt that lesson quite yet, but it is something that I want to do next year. And we've also... He's also spoken to his um, manager about the travel expectation because it has, it's been a big challenge. Do you know, just even like Claire was stung by a bee twice this week and I'm confident she's not allergic. She has been um, stung before, but her toe did swell up quite a lot. And I was at home after I got them into bed and I'm thinking, do I need to go and get some antihistamine because we've run out of you know clarentine or whatever we had 
And just not having two people to be able to like go to the chemist and get something if you need it. And I definitely could have called my family or my friends. It's just all the thinking that goes on. If you need an ingredient for dinner, the thought of getting your kids, getting to the shops, like you have to be more organized. And those things just get tiring after a while, not being able to just duck out and do something. So it definitely has taken a, a toll, I think, on us. And hats off to people who are doing, you know, solo parenting regularly. It is, it's really, really tricky. Okay, another thing that happened this year from my point of view was around, there's two, I guess, from my point of view that I've been thinking about. And one of them was my business. So for those of you who are new to what I do, I'm a pediatric dietitian. I have now a number of online services for families. So memberships and guides where I and the team that I um, have employed help you through introducing solids, help you through the fussy, tricky toddler years, and then help you to support school, your school-aged child to learn to eat a variety of foods, but also to feel comfortable about food and their bodies and all of the things that start to come up in school, a lot of the kind of messaging around health and diet and all of the things that happen in that time, as well as just generally the challenges of feeding children. And so this has been... I've worked in private practice for a long time, but this business is only about five years uh, old. So Baby Mealtimes um, launched in 2018, Toddler Mealtimes in 2019, and Family Mealtimes last year in 2022. And so the business is online. It really is about everything that you need to know in a way that's easy to access. So websites, I guess, with videos and content and meal ideas and photos of finger food and photos of snacks and kind of whole galleries to inspire you and help you with the things that crop up daily in terms of feeding kids. You know, if your child rejects this or they won't eat their dinner or, you know, they're throwing all their food or they're asking you about, is this a healthy food, mummy? Um, so the answers to all of those things and helping you to kind of find something that fits for your family. So it's all online and being five years old, you know, the tech that has happened, like we were one of the first memberships uh, in this space. There's lots of memberships now in lots of different um, realms, but five years is quite a long time in web land. And so this year we had to, well, this year I decided to upgrade all of the infrastructure, which sounds like I know what I'm doing, but I definitely don't. We had the most amazing um, web developer to help us really think about how do our members use our service and how can we make it easier? How can we make it easier to scroll all the pictures and the recipes and the ideas? How can we deliver what they need in an easier way? And basically we had to rebuild everything that we have used so far, which brought about so many challenges for me and the team and they're challenges that come with being a more established business like you can't just have a go and you know keep patching things up which is what we were doing for quite a long time we really needed to like burn it to the ground and rebuild it in a way that was more beautiful more user-friendly and that was a huge job that was something that I thought was going to take a couple of months and ended up taking kind of six or seven months with a lot of additional costs. A lot of the the girls in the team, their time was spent, you know, essentially renovating um, the memberships. And this was then at a time when the cost of living was getting really high. And I mean, it still is like interest rates are on the rise, expenses are higher. And so basically we had to cancel all our members and ask them to rejoin and you know I'm very proud to say that so many members did 
you know, even though it was an inconvenience to them to have to kind of enter, sign up again, um, they did that. But this was a time where, like I essentially asked all my customers to stop paying and then asked them to come back again. And that was a real risk and something I probably underestimated the impact on what that would look like. And you know, in hindsight, it was something that had to happen for our business. I had to make the systems better. And I mean, this is something I feel like for my home as well. Like I'm thinking about systems this year. How can I stop doing the same things on repeat? How can we streamline things? How can we automate things? How can we make it easier? And so this new tech is beautiful. It's much easier for my team to use. It's much easier, you know, for our customers to use. But it it was at a time where... Like I was really worried about money for a while, about, you know, the extra costs of paying for these website upgrades and, you know, staff costs and increasing, you know, wages at the end of the financial year. And I always make a donation to the Hunger Project. And so I I didn't want to not do that. I felt like it was really difficult when we were like down to the wire a lot of times um, earlier in the year. And that has taught me a lesson, I think, around... I have used kind of sub accounts in my own life for like things like savings and spendings and, you know, everyday expenses, but I have never done that for the business. And so that's something I'm trying to set up this year, like a real structure. How much are we going to have to pay in tax? How much are we going to have to pay, you know, for web work? How much are we going to have to pay for wages and training and all those things? So it's, it's definitely, I feel like I am a better business owner now as a result of those kind of challenges but it took a lot of mental energy I think at the time that I'm only just kind of coming to terms with so that was an interesting one for me um, business-wise maybe not relevant for lots of you but I guess the financial challenges from this year and the cost of living probably impacted lots of people um, as well the other thing that happened for me this year was a lot of self-care which I really have to talk myself through because it feels the idea of self-care has felt very indulgent for a long time, which I, on a logical level, I don't think is indulgent. Like I think it's really important to look after myself because I am the heartbeat of our home. Like when I'm doing well, everyone is doing better. When I'm having a tough time, everybody else is having a tough time, which doesn't help my tough time. And so I've kind of really had a bit more space this year to think about what is it that I want from my life? What is it that I need? Um, How do I help myself feel good so that everyone around me can feel good? And I kind of wrote it down originally as like prioritizing myself, but I don't think it is prioritizing myself. I think it's bringing my own care in line with others in my family because I think I spend a lot of time caring for them. And I need to spend an equivalent amount of time caring for myself. And so that helps me deal with this weird mum guilt or parent guilt or just female guilt around looking after myself. And so those things have looked like quite varied and something I have been consciously trying to enjoy so that that also I feel sounds quite indulgent like oh I've you know been exercising and I've tried to enjoy it but I have like the things that I have tried to do are things that are to care for my body to care for my well-being to care for my mind so I've tried to exercise more regularly I do Pilates 
a very loose Pilates with um, a group of friends. My sister runs it. We do it um, mostly to whinge and whine and stretch and do a little bit of a challenge. So that's a, you know, a big part of my self-care. Um, I've been having acupuncture kind of monthly to try and help with my heavy periods. And so that has been a really interesting experience. I she I get this kind of um, different points of the acupuncture and then I get to lay down for 45 minutes and just often I just nap and it's been really, really nice, but I still feel guilty when I um, make time for that. So that's something I've been trying to, to manage. I've been continuing, I see therapist maybe once a month what every second month or so just as a well-being thing talking about the challenges in my life talking about some of the thoughts that are going on in my head and I found that to be like I've probably been seeing her for maybe just over a year and I would highly recommend that to anybody in my life in fact you know my friends either are seeing somebody um, a psychotherapist or a being told by me that they should because it's so helpful to just get things out of your head and talk them through and get a a an objective opinion on them um, so that it doesn't kind of fester so yeah that's been really helpful from a self-care point of view um, I went to Bali for uh, five, six nights in October which I had actually booked three years ago and when it didn't happen because of, um, you know, 2020 and all that happened that year, I was quietly relieved because I felt like it had been too much for myself, which, you know, is a wild thing to think back on. Um, But I was so tired and run down and just flat. Like I was quick to get angry. I was just feeling like, yeah. And so when I went on this trip, which was a, a facilitated retreat, something run by my business coach, she said at the time, like, this is unlocking a year or two of energy for you, like having five days of rest, deep rest, like napping, of massages, of reflection and thinking time, but also not having to think about food or snacks or who's wearing what or does everyone have their sunscreen on or how do we all get in the car on time I did not have to think about anybody except me and that was incredible like I going into Christmas this week I actually feel really good I am not limping towards the finish line like I have been in previous years and that having that time to myself where my family thrived without me like it was Fine, absolutely fine. Everyone was had a great time. Probably watched more TV than I would have, but you know, everybody was fine. Uh, that really gave me a sense of like, if I could care for myself and do things that make me feel good, I come back a better mum, a better wife, a better daughter, a better friend, because I am just not exhausted, which was amazing. Um, I also, for the first time, went away with friends for a weekend. Um, Two of my closest friends, we went down to a little country town where we just did whatever we wanted with no pressure from anybody else. And that, again, was a time when I actually did all of my Christmas shopping. We went over Black Friday and that was a game changer. Like just having space to do all of the things and tick them off so that I didn't have them hanging over me in December was awesome. I cannot recommend those things more highly. And they are things that I have not done or would not consider doing 
prior to this year. And they're things that I absolutely want to take into 2024 because we are the people who provide a lot of the energy for those around us. And you can't pour from an empty cup, right? They always say that you cannot put your own oxygen mask on first. And I feel like this is probably the first time where I have deliberately put my own mask on first. And I do think everyone around me benefits, including me. So that is one of the things that I'm still dealing with, like the guilt that crops up, even though I know that that's irrational, it is something I definitely want to take into 2024. Uh, Some of the other things, and these are kind of really small things. Um, They're the kind of big stuff that happened for my family. Oh, the other thing was um, we went to Bali this year as a family and that was wonderful. So I actually had two Bali trips this year, which I would have felt incredibly guilty about previously I have a weird issue with guilt but don't worry I'm working with my therapist um is we went for 10 days and while we were there we stayed at a hotel that just you didn't have to think about anything there's buffet breakfast you could order what you wanted for lunch um and we just hung out with the kids we had a nanny for um some of the evenings so that we could go out for dinner while they were sleeping and they could just play with her um, or go to the kids club if they wanted to not that my children really wanted to do that um and we could just be together without any of the like cooking cleaning planning organizing packing like we just went to the pool every day went back to our room played had strawberry daiquiris me not the children and lived and I would really love to do that again next year because it was just such a rejuvenating holiday for me. And I have realized that at this point in my life with young children, a business, you know, husband who's not here a lot, that actually having that time where there are very, very few demands on any of us and we can just spend time together. Like we don't need to do adventuring. We don't need to pack a caravan. We don't need to, I can get my laundry done before we even come home. That for us at this stage in our life is exactly what we all need. And I loved that. One of the other things, and this is a weird (laughs) next step after going away on an overseas holiday, um, but it was menu planning. So this year, I have more consistently, definitely not every week, uh, planned our menu and then tried to do an online shop to accommodate most of that menu for the week. And part of that is thanks to um, the membership that we launched for school-aged kids, Family Meal Times. It was a big part of that is what's on the menu this week, what do you need to organise, what do you need to buy, and just actually making the time to choose what it is so that you are limiting the decisions that you're making on the day. And even though I had a blip with Woolworths um, earlier in the year when they changed their online shopping rules, I ended up going back to them um, because it's just so convenient to have the shopping delivered to you um, and not having to go to the shops and get things. So having an idea of what we were going to eat at least for five days of the week um, has made a big difference to my brain space and power. And it means that I can prep things in the morning if I need to so that that evening particularly when I'm home with the kids by myself is not as hard Um, and we definitely like if my husband's not here we definitely eat much more simply we have you know a fairly standard menu that rotates through um, salmon frozen peas and edamame and two-minute noodles are a very um, a weekly 
option in our um, menu as are the toddler mealtime sausage rolls. I just love those uh, so much. We usually have some kind of eggs um, when he's away as a dinner. So very basic, you know, there's definitely a, a fish finger or a nugget kind of dish um, and definitely a spaghetti. So those things have been easy when he's away and then when he's not away um, we've had some more kind of interesting meals that I have enjoyed as well and that's made a huge difference I think in the same vein making some of these bulk decisions this year that I haven't done previously so things like booking my hair appointment while I'm at the hairdresser for the next time or even booking the whole year in advance booking the dentist in advance booking the air con service you know for next year just means that there's so much less to think about on a daily basis because it does get pretty exhausting just the number of decisions that you make in a day and the things that just keep getting put off um, I am trying to where possible pre-book everything and this is what I want to try and do for next year is actually like book in dates um, where my husband and I can go out for dinner or do something and like deal with you know finding the babysitters closer at the time but at least we have a booking and we're going somewhere we want to rather than like one night being like, oh, I don't know what to do so Overall, I think they're the like big kind of things. What else did I? Oh, one of the things I have actually, um, I want to take into next year, and I guess this kind of comes into the self care, is I've been trying to do a three minute meditation every day, and by every day I mean once a week, <laughs> but I do want to do that every day next year, maybe a few times a week. Is actually having three minutes in the morning while the girls are in that seven zero zero to seven thirty, not bothering me space is um for three minutes and I set a timer on my phone and I just try and clear my mind so when thoughts come in I just let them pass and try not to attach to them try not to start making lists try not to think about what's going on for dinner all of the things that crop up when you are trying to be quiet and I feel like when I do that I almost just start the day on a a nicer or not a nicer but just a calmer the other thing I also want to do next year, which I have been doing recently, is on the days that I'm home with um, my youngest, is I pack us a lunchbox when I'm doing my oldest lunchbox. So I actually pack that regardless if we're doing anything or at home. And it just is, again, less decision making about what's for lunch. Um, and if we do decide to do something spontaneous in the morning, I can just grab the lunchbox and go. We don't have to be always thinking about food. So Typical that I would finish on a food uh, note because that is something that obviously I talk about a lot for work um, and a lot at home. But I'd really love to invite you to do something similar. So the questions, you know, really that you could ask yourself is what happened this year? Like what did our family do? What did you learn from it? And what do you want to take or leave for next year? Uh, and I hope it gives you a real sense of achievement too because when you look back at the things you did Lots of great stuff happened and it's really nice to take time to reflect on that and think about how you do want to live your life um, next year. So that is all from me. Hopefully this is coming out somewhere around the end of the year. So happy new year. Uh, if it is that time, I look forward to 2024 with you. Thanks. A huge thanks for tuning in and listening to my podcast. This is all brand new for me, so I'd love to hear your feedback. Give me a review or send me a DM. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And above all, I'd really love you to hit that subscribe button to keep listening. Thanks.